Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, it's Dr. Huffpower and I'm coming to you from my home studio here in Alvin, Texas for the next Dear Doc podcast episode. Today we're going to be talking again to Paul Edwards about his specialty, which is, of course, Paul, human resources. Uh, you guys have a great firm, Cedar Solutions, yep. and you cover human resources questions. You cover all the processes and procedures needed, and you also cover associate contracts. So. Yes. You've looked at a couple of our Dear Doc letters and you found some of them that you really, really thought you could give some really great advice to. Uh, you sent those over to me. I'm going to read one of them right now. And I'd like you to just kind of go bullet point, just like you did with me in our email, about what it is you, you need to tell this doctor. Okay? Uh, so let me go ahead and read this. Dear Doc, long, a longtime hygienist worked for me for eight years. A while back, her schedule was 9 to 4.30 which she was paid very well for, $350 per diem. We, the schedule changed to eight to five, and the expectation was to see eight patients a day. Lots of times, the former office manager was blocking the schedule off at 4.30 so that the hygienist could leave by five. I recently put a stop to that, and I wanted them to see eight patients. Her per diem is $400 now. She came to me today saying she doesn't feel that it's fair because she comes in early and leaves later than five, and sometimes works through an eight to 10 to 15 minutes of 10 to 15 minutes of her lunch. Um, I am about to tell her to find a better option. So whenever you, uh, you went through these, you emailed me back almost immediately. And you said, red flags, doc, we've got to talk about this one. So yeah. talk to me a little bit, Paul, about what the problems are you're seeing in this dear doc letter. Okay, so Chris, because we do employ handbooks and we do them for, you know, we custom craft them for each individual office, um, we have to know all the state and federal rules, and we also have to know your local, your local rules, uh, it, which can affect wage and hour and all sorts of other things. We also are going to be providing solutions whenever issues like this come up, so we really have to kind of really understand all the issues that could pop up out of this place. Right. So the first thing that I've got to do is figure out where the person is. I presume that this person um, is in the state of California. Right, and we looked at their profile, and that yeah. is confirmed with what I saw. Okay, so, so because they're in California, there are some very unique um, rules that they must follow, which, like, a lot of people have to follow many of the same laws. Federally, they're all the same. But in, in, right. in California, um, a lot of things came up for me. Well, for so, the purposes of this podcast, yep. you can feel free to call it California. <laughs> <if you would. laughs> yeah. Great. Well, Chris, when I first started this and I saw the laws in California and we were saying we're going to help everybody everywhere, I said, except for California, not going into California, not doing that. And, and of the, we have 2,000 members that, that you know, use us on a, on a monthly basis. Right. Um, of them, about 400 of them are in California. So the never... Uh, you see what that got me. So anyway, uh, so we're assuming it's in California and the w use of the word per diem is what triggered me. Right. Um, the, the use of per diem indicates that you are paying an employee a specific amount of money and they may work five hours, six hours, nine hours, 10, whatever that looks like. Right. Well, and, and per diem is a legal term. 
it is a legal term and it is, it means, it actually means something else, but, but it's used in this context a lot. So they're getting, we'll call it a daily rate of pay. So hygienists, let's talk about the whole country. Hygienists across the entire country do not qualify for a daily rate of pay. They are classified as employees, and that means that you must track their hours and that you must do so for the purpose of paying them overtime if they work overtime. Okay. So paying them a daily rate might be all right if the math works out on the end, but what you really should be doing is paying them by the hour, and, and you can actually get yourself, you can make yourself pay them more if you're not careful on the per diem um, side. Absolutely. By the way, Paul, I want mm -hmm. you to keep back your brain. Just write down real quick. Yep. We're done discussing this and getting your points through. I want you to talk about the point of paying a hygienist on salary yep. and whether or not that's legal. So I want you to get through your thoughts first, though. Okay. No problem. So federal level, none of them are, can be classified as um, per diem employees and paid just a daily rate. You need to be tracking their hours. Um, and then you have to pay them time and a half. Um, which also makes the case for something that we do because we do hygienist agreements. It's just a two or three page because it's a two or three page agreement. It's an at will employment agreement, but it, it establishes the commission rate and usually a differential rate of pay uh, for non-productive work for things like attending meetings or if you pay for them to go to seminars or to do stuff like that, which aren't directly associated with them um, you know, performing hygiene. So again, another reason to have that nice little agreement in place but mess that agreement up and turn it into a contract and you can actually uh, end up in a contract and, and not an at-will employee. The other thing in California is that if you have commissions in place, which this, this writer does not indicate they have them, if you have commissions in place in um, California, you must have a written agreement about those commissions. Another requirement in the state of California is a hiring letter. Very, very important because in the hiring letter, you are communicating the rate of pay. And this is where we start to get into some trouble with per diems, especially in the state of California. The hiring letter says, hey, this is how much you're gonna be making, and it establishes that base rate of pay so that the employee knows before they do the work what their overtime rate is. And then everybody remember in California, over eight hours per day, unless you have an alternative work week voted into your office, over eight hours a day is time and a half. You go into overtime automatically. And is that per day or is that per week, Paul? That's per day. So there's a, there's a per day and a 40-hour week as well. So if an employee works 10 hours one day and then six the following four days, um, they would get paid overtime for those two hours that they worked on that one day. That's what uh, I very, very complicated. Um, but let's go back to the per diem model. The problem is, is that you you miss the letter of the law because the employee doesn't know how much they're going to be making because they may work six hours, eight hours, or 10 hours. And you're paying them a fixed $400, which does not indicate that they know how much they're going to be making, right? Because the more hours they, they work, the less they're going to be making. California very specific around this rule. So it's something that you want to make sure that you get right. Um, I also have to assume that since they're paying a per diem, and the way that this has been described, and again, you know, making a lot of assumptions here, they're not, you're not tracking, tracking time. Yeah, yeah, you're not tracking their time. And so if this person were to make a claim, you, you're, you're, that's the reason why you track time, not just to pay overtime, but to be able to say, 
uh, no, you didn't work those hours because here's your time card and you were clocking in and out and I have proof. Well, there's an old saying about a creek, a paddle. Yes. Yeah. What is that saying? I, I believe this doctor may be up a creek without a paddle. Oh, oh, I get it. Yes. He could be up a creek without a paddle, but there's always a paddle, right? There's always, you know, let's, let's, let's metaphor in. There is a life preserver. He may not love this. Um, and, and another thing that I got a little bit of an impression that there may be more than one hygienist in this. Ooh. So that brings something else up. You got to be careful around these wage and hour things, especially as you grow, especially right. if you have more than one of anything and you're paying them improperly, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're creating an exponential issue, uh, 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 compliance issue. So Paul, how does this guy get right with the law? What does he have to do? What are his steps to minimize his liability? such as it is at this point, and to get back into a good position where he's not going to tip off this hygienist that she's got a great case against him. Well, I think, unfortunately, especially in California, the guidance that we would give is we would say, well, look, we're, get, we're delivering some rough news to you. There was one other piece I just wanted to drop oh, on sorry. everybody. Apologize, um, it, it is that um, it appears that she's missing her meals and her break periods. Ooh, yeah, because, part. yeah, because she's not recording her time. Um, we don't know for sure, but it, it, she's already uh, let us know that that's occurring. She said that to the doctor. Um, in California, there's something called premium pay for every break and meal that they miss, and that's three a day, two breaks and a meal. You have to pay them an hour of premium pay. So we would have to take her $400 uh, dollars a day, divide it by eight. That's about $45 to $50 dollars an hour. And then we would then have to give her uh, uh, what could amount to $150 a day for every day that she worked for this practice back well, now wait, seven years. But wait, Paul, I think there's more. That, I might be wrong here, but doesn't that also raise her up into overtime some of those days? And he'll also have to go back and retroactively pay the overtime yeah. that he had to pay for that premium time that didn't get paid. Yeah, you have to pay the premium time plus you would have to pay the overtime penalties. And so this, this could be, you know, this could be potentially a, a pretty rough one. One of, the, one of the harder ones that I've seen, and I've seen some really bad ones out there. I do want to say to most people that the problem isn't usually this bad. Um, it's not this long. It's not for this far back. And again, Chris, you and I are making some assumptions here. Absolutely. Maybe he is tracking her time. Maybe he used the word per diem because he just wanted to use that to make it simple. And he is to make it say per day. I, he I could get, be getting it all, you know, much closer to right. Nonetheless, when you have a wage and hour issue and someone like us finds it or helps you find it, because that's our job. We don't do the work for you, Chris. By the way, we never visit the offices. We do everything by phone. Gotcha. We never come in because if you can't do the job of HR, and can't get better at it and practice at it and fire your own employees. You and hire only business. You, you could, you're never going to be able to run your business. I mean, I don't think that this is a place where consultants should come in and get in the mix of things. We can be in the background and supporting. So you can educate, you can educate, you can educate, guide. identify, tell you what the law is, tell you, give you two or three different strategies. Um, yes. All those things that are, are things that we do all the time, every day, we do it about 13,000 times per year. So little, little problems and then big ones like this. So here's what we would say to this guy. It's a good thing we found it. Because we found it, we can get you with your CPA. 
we are probably going to get you with an attorney in your area who, who, who has cleaned this sort of thing up before. Right. And what you're going to need to do is take a preemptive strike with this employee and you've got to clean it up and you may have to pay them out. And if you choose not to and try to sweep it under the rug and let the time, you know, the statute of limitations go through, here are the following things. Here are the risks that you're taking. And the first two biggest risks are the, that this employee realizes there's a problem, goes to the, uh, an attorney. The attorney will send them to the state to do the attorney's work for them because the state, this is a state issue. And then the state will penalize you because they found it. And you will have to pay the uh, opposing counsel's legal fees. In and addition to all the other fees. fees and penalties. And to, in addition to everything else. There are methods for bringing this up and cleaning it, and cleaning it up. In this case, it just looks really tough. I want to tell you that uh, eight out of ten times we find this, it's not as bad as it sounds. Once we sit down and you go through and you do a little audit of your books and, you know, the hours and, you know, we figure out what you weren't quite getting right. It usually only amounts to sometimes a few hundred dollars. Right. Rarely does it, is it more than like ten dollars or $12,000. And so you just clean it up. In this case, it could be bigger. And I, I, don't, I, don't love, I don't love these laws because he's paying this person really well. Right. They're making a very good living from him. They're in agreement. She's been fine with this arrangement. He's been fine with this arrangement. Everybody's doing fine. And then all of a sudden, something like this crops up and you're like, wait a minute. I was, I'm, a, I'm the good guy here. I was paying out $400 a day, even if she only saw two patients. You know, you, 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 go, you have to go through all of that emotional conversation with yourself when you find out that something like this could be wrong. So, Paul, on, on just one last thing before we go on this, on this one letter. Uh, you mentioned the statute of limitations. In California, what is the statute of limitations on this type of violation? And that, of course, would come based upon when the date of the last violation occurred. You know, Chris, I, I think that they can go back. I, I don't know right off the top of my head. I mean, this is an answer that if I were with this doctor on a phone, you know, and he was my, my member or I was helping to work through it, we would know for sure. Um, but I can tell you it's at least three years and it might be, it might be up to seven. Um, and, and, but I, I can tell you now it can, they could go back three years for sure. Um, and, okay. and you would only want to go back as far as you've got to go. And then remember, there's one other thing here, Chris, I want to put in before we go, I'll make it quick. Unfortunately, she has told him that she is not being paid properly when she told him that she's working through her lunch break because they're in California and neither of them know it, but she just put herself in a different protected class. And if he were to terminate her now, after that being done, that would be construed as retaliation or right. could be construed. And then that blossoms this. Whistleblower laws coming oh, to it's bad. It's, it's, re it's really bad where that can end up. So I would, be super cautious about terminating this employee in the middle of this. And again, you know, right now it feels scary. It, it's always less scary once you have all the facts and you know what you have to do going forward. And you just don't know that yet. Well, folks, um, I hope that you found this episode to be educational and engaging. And um, for the dentist who wrote this letter, 
feel free to reach out to Paul. I know that his company would be thrilled to help you. If you don't reach out to them, please it's reach okay. out. Yeah, it's okay. Re reach out to someone there who is an employment attorney. Uh, make sure that they have expertise in this area. If you want to reach out to me and talk about it, I'm happy to do it and talk you off the ledge um, and probably even point you towards somebody who's good in your area. And then you'll work it out. You'll, you'll figure it out. Fantastic. Well, folks, thank you again for um, wasting another half hour listening to the sound of my voice. Uh, I hope that you have an amazing day and I hope that you've gotten something constructive and useful out of this. Take care until next time. This is Doc Huff Power signing out. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.